first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ruby, from Miami. Today, we'll be talking with Matthew Bacall, the CEO of Adam Tickets. Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble, and Ashley Afterhide from Four Kids and It, and discussing what we're looking forward to seeing when cinemas open with some of our Kids First film critics. First, let's hear Benjamin's interview with Matthew Bacall from Adam Tickets. Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I'm here with Matthew Bacall, co-founder and chairman of Adam Tickets. So uh, how are you doing today, sir? Hi, Benjamin. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm doing great. Where did the idea for Adam Tickets uh, come about? So I was an executive at Lionsgate Entertainment um, doing uh, uh, corporate development and uh, business strategy for them. And uh, one thing that we noticed uh, at Lionsgate was that um, there wasn't the most easy way to get your friends and family together and to go to the movies uh, with your friends in a really easy, simple, uh, convenient method. And so for us, as we started thinking about it, I started actually, you know, playing on, on my phone with, uh, with some other uh, friends and, and, you know, you've probably done this where you're texting a group uh, or, or using Snapchat or something and you start saying, um, Hey, you know, let's go out Friday night. Great. Let's go to a movie. Okay. Uh, what movie do you want to go to? What time, what place, who's buying the tickets? You got to pay me back. Um, okay, I'll buy the popcorn. It might even out, maybe not. But it's it's more confusing uh, than it should be. And how do you make it super easy and collaborative and social uh, as movie going is? Again, I think this this time in history is kind of refocusing all of us on st- streaming's great and has its place. Um, but we've all been at home streaming for a long time, and we're all pretty eager to get out of our homes and see our friends in real life and see our family members and uh, share an experience. And and um, you know, movie going is one of the best out of home experiences, still one of the most frequent um, around the world, but definitely in the United States for sure. So, um, so just started thinking about that uh, opportunity. You know, if we could make it a little bit easier for you to go with your friends and family to a movie, um, would you go one more time a year, right? As opposed to, uh, to a restaurant or whatever else you might think about doing uh, out of your home. And um, on the business side, started thinking about, you know, the, the great services uh, like Amazon or, or Uber saying, um, being able to predict a little bit for you to say, well, you like these movies, maybe you'll like those movies. And could we make smart recommendations to you and say, there's another Marvel movie coming out. There's another Star Wars movie coming out. There's another uh, Wonder Woman coming out. Um, you know, you went to the last one. You, maybe you're not aware that it's coming out next weekend. Uh, could we book your seats for you? Same ones you had before. Um, and we thought if we could do all of that, uh, plus, you know, pre-ordering your concessions. So, you know, ordering your, just like you would do it, um, Starbucks or, or do it McDonald's these days, you know, uh, let me order on my phone and then I pick up my popcorn and my Coca-Cola. It's waiting for me. Uh, I don't need to, um, you know, stand in line. I don't need to pull out a credit card. Uh, I can just kind of move through the lobby, uh, really simply and, and fast and, uh, contactless, which uh, again, in this sort of post, uh, COVID world becomes even more important. So we were thinking about all of that stuff, not the COVID part of it, of course, uh, in 2014 and just said, if we could make a, a better product, make it a little bit easier, um, 
let's put it out there in the world and, and make sure that uh, young folks, you know, like yourself and a little bit older, um, uh, have an easy way to go to the movies and feel really uh, like they have a product for, for them, like a product for the new generation, um, not standing in line uh, like I was used to uh, growing up. I know you meant you briefly mentioned Snapchat. I know you guys launched something uh, recently with them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that's been going so far? They've been really awesome partners. Uh, we started this journey uh, almost a year ago, um, building sort of a new version of Adam. Uh, what's called it's called the uh, Movie Tickets by Adam Mini, and it lives inside of Snapchat. Uh, and we built it, um, you know, exclusively for them. And it's uh, it's basically a different way to use it. But instead of saying hey, everybody has to come to uh, Adam. Um, although we're happy still if you come to Adam, we have an iOS app, we have an Android app, we have a website. One of the really cool things about Snapchat specifically um, compared to other social networks is about 55% of movie tickets in the U.S. Uh, are bought by people who have Snapchat registered accounts. So I don't know if it's a place, uh, Benjamin, where you and your friends are talking, although I think you're, you're in a Snapchat uh, generation uh, in demo. And so, you know, it's by far the most popular service for those aged, you know, 13 to 35. And those are the folks who buy most of the tickets in, in this country. Um, so it's just a, a, a natural sort of native place for uh, those transactions to be happening. I could definitely see some of my friends utilizing that, uh, that movie ticket facet of the app. Since co-founding the company in 2014, what kind of changes have you seen in terms of the move, types of movies getting made and how people consume them? Well, so um, great question. Uh, streaming, I would say, is obviously a huge trend, uh, I would say, not just in you know, our society, but in, in civilization worldwide. Um, and you know, at the time, uh, there was, I'd say, nascent streaming. But you know, now between, um, look, Snapchat, Discover, uh, Netflix, um, Quibi, uh, Stars, uh, HBO Max, it just launched, um, Disney Plus. Uh, uh, you could gosh, fill a whole interview just you, naming yeah. all the streaming things. Peacock from NBC Universal is about to launch, you know, ne next month. So um, there, there's so many. Uh, and so I think that, that that's, you know, changed how people watch things uh, at home, certainly, and the type of fare people are willing to, um, you know, watch, by the way, not just on their TVs, but on their, on their phones. You know, we're, we're, we're talking on, on phones today. And it's amazing that you couldn't really do that uh, in, in 2014. Um, so things have changed to some extent, but I think what's also really interesting are the things that, that haven't changed big movies, the big sort of zeitgeist grabbing, um, IP still happen in movie theaters, you know, wh whether it's Marvel, whether it's, uh, Star Wars, whether it's Pixar to, to name a bunch of amazing, you know, D Disney brands, but w w whether it's DC, whether it's, uh, hunger games, um, but also, you know, movies that, that, um, uh, you know, un unexpectedly sneak up on being huge hits. Um, uh, I think that, you know, you look at cr Crazy Rich Asians, um, you know, you, you, you just find movies out there that become worldwide sensations and those start generally in movie theaters. And so I think that the thing we're learning from this, um, this kind of worldwide deprivation study uh, of, of uh, the pandemic here is that we've all been stuck at home. We're all, um, we're all, uh, uh, you know, streaming into our homes. Uh, we're all enjoying some time uh, if we can, you know, in, in, in a healthy, safe way with our families uh, on couches in front of phones or TVs or computer screens. Um, but what we really miss, and this is something that just hasn't changed from 2014 or frankly from 
uh, you know, 2004 uh, or 1994 is we like to get together with our friends. We like to go to a movie theater. We like to enjoy some popcorn. Um, we like to talk about the movie afterwards, you know, in real life um, over a cup of coffee, um, over, over a soda, uh, and just spend some time together. And so I think that that's something that is kind of ev evergreen. Um, and so that, that makes me hopeful again, as the world starts to open up and about people, you know, young and old, everybody likes the movies. Uh, so it's pretty fundamental, um, you know, human experience. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble and Ashley Afterhind from Four Kids and It's. Right now, you're listening to Benjamin's interview with Matthew Bacall from Adam Tickets. Uh, you guys have expanded to over 20,000 screens in six years. What is the key to rapid expansion in today's theatrical markets? So, um, another really good question. And, and look, I, I'm, I'm a fan of... Uh, uh, a few things. I mean, one, just hard work. You know, it's, it's just been, it's been hard, right? Going, uh, what most people don't understand is that you have huge, amazing partners like AMC and Cinemark, uh, who are, uh, not only, uh, us wide, but also, you know, worldwide, um, and turn on a lot of different, uh, uh, screens and venues for you. But then in every single city, every single state, a lot of small towns, um, in the United States, they're individual theater operators and they've been operating for, you know, 20, 50, a hundred years in some cases. And so for us, it's been a lot of work getting on the road, um, you know, be, being smart, um, being hardworking, um, a little bit of luck. There's no doubt about that coming along at, at the right place in the right time to, to meet the right folks. Um, but also to be, you know, for us authentic, you know, j just like you are, we're movie lovers. We love going to the movies. We go to people and say, we want to make it easier for consumers to go to the movies. We want to make it easier for you to interact with younger tech savvy folks who, you know, today um, aren't coming into your theater because they're doing something else. How do we make sure that they know uh, about the great experience here and the great movies that are coming, you know, to their corner uh, next week, next month, next year. And so I think they, they hear that they know that we're real people um, and that we just want to make sure everyone can have sort of the best movie experience uh, that, that um, well, I, that, that I grew up with. Uh, and I have such fond memories going, you know, with, with, with my family that I want to bring that back for my family and my kids and, and everything uh, over the next few years. And uh, lastly, which of the most recently delayed movies, I'm curious, are you most excited to see? Okay, so, so, so now I'm betraying my, my age a little bit. Um, but look, I'm, I'm a sort of non-denominational uh, movie consumer. Um, so I will say that in various uh, moments with different people uh, in my life, I'm really excited to see Soul uh, by Pixar. Mm. Um, I'm really excited mm -hmm. to see uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3, uh, which was a favorite of mine uh, in, in high school. Um, probably see it with some, some of my high school buddies. Uh, I'm excited to see James Bond, which I still, you know, love to this day and seeing everyone, I think with my, with my dad. Um, and, uh, and of course, you know, when you look at Black Widow or Top Gun 2, I mean, in, in a way, because we've all been, uh, stuck at home, uh, and movies haven't been able to come out. There's sort of an embarrassment of riches when you look at the back half of this year and how many movies are, are, are crammed into Q4. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think almost, you know, every weekend between September and, uh, and next January has an awesome movie in it. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking some time here out of your day to talk to me. 
you can find Adam tickets wherever apps are downloaded. This is Benjamin Price signing off. See you next time. Bye. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Amazing Animals. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Matthew Bockel from Adam Tickets. Next up, Kids First film critics Benjamin, Natalia, Tiana, Bailey Ray, Sanaya Rain, Catherine, and myself will be interviewing Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble. Hello. Uh, today we're here with Don Porter, the filmmaker behind such films as Gideon's Army, Trapped, here to talk about her new documentary, John Lewis Good Trouble. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm really glad to be here. I really appreciate you all. First of all, uh, congratulations on the film. Thank you so much. How did you conceive of this project, and why did you feel it was necessary to tell Congressman Lewis's story to audiences today? Um, I had worked on another film about Bobby Kennedy, um, also a politician, and John Lewis, as a young man, had volunteered on Bobby Kennedy's presidential campaign. And uh, during that time, I got to know a different side of John Lewis, So I just thought that this was really a great time to focus on not only his early life, but also what he is doing now. And he was open to it. And, you know, we spent a year doing filming um, and away we went. Well, I'm going to pass it over to Natalia and give her a chance to ask some questions. So uh, go ahead. Your film has been extremely influential for me and extremely valuable. 
John Lewis Good Trouble cannot be coming out at such an important time at the moment of this world. And I just want to say, Congressman Lewis is such an iconic figure in American history. What do you believe he symbolizes to Americans? I believe John Lewis, you know, coming from a really modest background, um, not a family that was wealthy or well-connected, um, he had a passion for education, um, for educating himself, not just with uh, school, but also with life. And I think that um, showing how you can be a curious and passionate and strong person, but you can also do that with the way of peace. And I think that that's one of the strongest messages that he has. Um, spending so much time with Mr. Lewis, you know, he's, um, he's a very calm person. He's a very quiet person. And to think that this, you know, man who is not even six feet tall, <laughs> who's very soft-spoken, he literally changed the world. His decision to work with the other men, young men and young women, um, to, to integrate those lunch counters, when you think about that, they've been integrated since the beginning of time. And it was through, at, at 19, he strategized and planned and led that movement and changed it forever something that was so ingrained, he changed forever. So I think showing his persistence, but also that it's not always the loudest voice that makes the biggest difference. Yes, we can all contribute to the change, no matter how small or big, the way we're doing it. And one thing he definitely pointed out is, of course, time has evolved. We've accomplished many things, but unfortunately, there's still more work to be done, but we are all united and we're doing this. And thank you so much. Once again, congratulations. I'm going to pass it on to Tiana. Thank you. Thank you, Natalia. And I just wanted to let you know, Ms. Dawn, that it is an honor to get to talk to you today. You did a really amazing job on the documentary. Thank you so much. And while I was watching, I noticed that there were a lot of surprising things that I got to learn about John Lewis that I actually didn't know before. But what do you think is the most surprising thing that people will get from watching this? Um, I hope there are a number of surprising things. You know, one thing that was um, surprising to me was seeing him speak at the March on Washington. I think, like, usually we see Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. speak. Maybe you've seen photos of the crowd. But seeing that he was the youngest person to speak at the March on Washington that day, I mean, that is just awesome. But even more than speaking is the fact that he was included. He was a young man in his 20s. He was included in the group that went to visit the president, that went to visit President Kennedy. So um, the, the level of responsibility that he had as an extremely young man, that was something that was very surprising to me. Yes, and thank you so much. You are listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Matthew Bockall from Adam Tickets and Ashley Afterhide from 4Kids and It, and discussing some of our favorite and most anticipated future film openings. Right now, we're going to continue our interview with Don Porter from Go John Lewis, Good Trouble. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to the audience to ask some questions. So, Sanaya, how about you go first? Hi, I really want to say congratulations because you did such a great film, and... It's just really great seeing the past 
and how it really changed the present today. So my first question to you is, have you ever experienced any racism? And um, if so, how did you tell your kids how to deal with cops? Because that's what's been going on a lot now with the police. So. Yeah. Um, you know, like, um, thank you for that great question. And um, like many African-Americans, um, I have experienced direct racism. I had uh, an experience with my husband. I was pregnant with my first child. We were dropping off a friend um, at a, a home, and it was a very fancy neighborhood. Not a lot of black people lived in this neighborhood. And while we were waiting for her to get in safely, we're in the suburbs of uh, New Jersey, we were waiting for her to get in safely, and all of a sudden there was a big rap on the car door, and uh, it was a police officer. We were just waiting on the side of the road for her to get in safely. I didn't want to drive away and leave a woman there in the dark by herself. And so the officer says, license and registration. We weren't doing anything wrong. There was really no reason to do that. Um, so my husband puts his hands on the steering wheel very slowly and speaks in a voice that I had never heard him use before and said, officer, I'm going to reach into the glove compartment. Um, as, as a young woman, I had not had that conversation with my parents about dealing with the police, um, but my husband, as an African-American man, had. And um, when I saw my husband do that, I, it clicked that he was doing that so the police officer wouldn't shoot him. And after he handed him his license, I looked behind me and there were three officers with guns drawn at our car. So uh, it was very frightening. It was only, you know, 15 minutes from my home, which I thought was safe. Um, and, but it really shook me up. So I wrote to the police station and complained. Uh, I got a call from the chief of police and an apology. Um, you know, this was before uh, the publication, before social media. So this was before, you know, I think I realized how often this was happening to people. Um, but, um, you know, it was something to your second part of your question that, um, you know, I, I have two boys. I have one who's 18 and one who's 16. And when they were 11 and 12, we had the conversation about how you speak to the police. Um, and I'll tell you, it is uh, heartbreaking to me that I had to say, I had to explain that the police aren't always going to do the right thing the first time. That doesn't mean they're not ever going to do it, but that as black people, we have to be a little more cautious. Um, and so, you know, we had those conversations and they both know no sudden moves, slowly turn around, um, keep your hands visible, um, don't argue, just call your parents. So, um, you know, I'll tell you one last piece to this is I heard my then 12-year-old son tell my nine-year-old son um, when they were alone, he said, if anything happens to you, you just stay alive till dad comes to get you. And that's a really hard thing to know that my children are trying to help each other, um, even at that young age, that they were aware that the police are, are sometimes dangerous for us. And that, you know, is one of the heartbreaking things. And that, you know, as Natalia mentioned, that's some of the more the work we have to do. 
Yeah, that's just so sad. And that must have been really traumatizing, especially for kids uh, of that age. And even if they were of the ages of 18 or any other age, it's still really traumatizing because that's just sad how we have people who are supposed to be protecting us and not. Um, now I'm going to pass it back to Benjamin. Thank you for that question, though. It's an important question. Pass it to Ruby. What steps do you think would be best to take to solve racial issues and injustices that should have been resolved years ago, but are recently reappearing? Um, you know, I think that different actors in the community have different roles, you know, I think, but I think that each organization within our collective community um, I think the first step really is self-examination and thinking about, um, you know, where do you live? Where did your parents grow up? How has whatever privilege you have, how does that impact you? Maybe you have two parents. Maybe you have money. Maybe you have a grandparent who's with you a lot. Whatever it is. And that's not to make people feel guilty. It's just to make people aware that, we all have different circumstances. And then to maybe have some empathy for people who don't have what we have. Um, so I think the self introspection is kind of the first step. Um, I think the second step for me is um, starting to talk about, you know, what we're all seeing and how it's making us feel. Um, and I think that also includes tolerance for people who don't understand, you know, I think that if we don't make room for people to ask legitimate questions, then we can't have any conversations. So, um, you know, I, I think there are harder conversations that people have that maybe you can find a trusted adult to help guide a conversation. But I think really thinking about both what you feel like you need to be successful, but also what kind of world, you know, I mean this really sincerely, what kind of world do you want to live in? You know, do you want to feel safe? Do you want others to feel safe? Do you want everyone to have enough to eat? Everyone to have a home? All right, if we have those goals, then we can work towards those goals. But first we have to identify what kind of world we really want to live in and not just kind of get swept along like we're in a stream. Thank you. I totally agree. We definitely have to do some self-searching before we take our first steps. I love the way you phrase that. I'm going to like literally write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Back to you, Benjamin. It was great interviewing um, you today. Going to pass it off to Bailey Ray to finish this out. I'm only nine years old. What can I do for a change? Um, there's so much you can do for a change, Bailey. Um, I think you can talk to your friends about how they're feeling, you know? Um, we need to support each other as people. So if you have a friend who has a different background from you, it'd be really interesting to interview them, right? And to find out where are your grandparents from? Where, how did you grow up? How did they grow up? And if they don't know, then maybe you two can go together and interview them. Because I think it's when we understand other cultures, a lot of ignorance and um, discrimination comes from fear. 
And the fear is not, if you don't know somebody, it's easier to say, I don't like you, I don't know you. But if you, you ever had that experience of you don't know somebody, they're quiet, then you talk to them and all of a sudden you realize you either have something in common or maybe they're shy. Maybe that's why they seem off-putting. Maybe they're just a shy person. So taking, you can be the person that takes that first step. Instead of you know, making a click, you can be the person that reaches out and invites somebody into your circle. You can be the welcoming change. So certainly if you're nine, um, that's something you can do. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much uh, for coming and talking to all of us today. Congratulations on the film. Let's take a break. I'm Ruby, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat, Amazing Animals. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Matthew Bacall from Adam Tickets, Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble, and next we'll be discussing what we're looking forward to seeing when cinemas open. With Kids First film critics Catherine, Benjamin, Tiana, Allison, Will, Heather, Ethan, and Ginebra. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Good. How are you? How are you? Good. Thanks. So I know this is kind of it's a it's a hard time right now. Cinemas aren't open, but there are a lot of great movies that are coming out soon and. You know, I definitely know if I'm excited for anything. Are you guys excited for anything to for anything to come out? Like, yeah, for yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely Black Widow. Um, so I definitely oh, and Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So many good Marvel movies coming out. <laughs> and 
Disney's gonna be packed this year with like all the Marvel movies, especially building up of what happened in Endgame and Black Widow is gonna be picking up after Civil War. So it's gonna be good to see her on her own. And then hopefully from that, we can build on to more female Avengers coming out with their own movies and their own shows, you know? Yes, I totally agree with that. I think Disney has more than their fair share of stuff coming out this year. Like, I'm mostly excited for um, the musicals. Well, those aren't really Disney, but there's the Hamilton that I was just talking about with Heather, and we were both really excited for that. And, um, like, other musicals coming out, like West Side Story and In the Heights, which might be this year or next year. But I'm next really excited. Next summer? Okay, thank yeah. you. I'm really excited for both of those. Oh, well, Hamilton. The Hamilton's coming out, like, super soon. That's, like, I know, next right? Um, yeah, that's going to be great. I kind of like watch that. I would definitely love to watch that. I know. Yeah. I definitely want to see that. Yeah. But it turns out Disney and like Marvel are coming out with like a lot of different movies now. Huh? I like Mulan. Oh, I'm so excited for Mulan because that was supposed mm -hmm. to come out like in March, but I think yeah. it's coming out maybe July. I don't know. Mulan has come out in like a month. That's like the first. Uh, well, as of like right now, that's like the first big. Kind of movie. Also, on the other side of the superheroes, there's Wonder Woman 1984 coming out. So I'm excited yes. for that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're also Disney's also coming out with a lot of I think like original-ish ideas, like Free Guy and Jungle Cruise, which I think is based off of their like their yeah. ride. Yeah, they're right. That's interesting. Yeah, the new horror movies coming out, like uh, Quiet Place 2, I remember. Yes, me too. I can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. It's so good. Um, another kid who was on Kids First, it's Jude, Jude Adler. He was talking to me about how he was supposed to see that, and he was really sad because he couldn't because he was right when Corona started. Oh. It was literally, like, the one, was, it was the Monday after, basically, like, everything closed. Yeah, I was so bummed. Yeah. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Matthew Bacall from Adam Tickets, Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble, and Ashley Afterhide from Four Kids and It. Right now, we're continuing our discussion with Kids First film critics about what we're looking forward to seeing when cinemas open. I'm surprised no one said this, but like every kid watches this, and I feel like everyone's gonna be watching the SpongeBob movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen trailers for it. Like, I really love it. And so I definitely want to see that. I feel like it's going to be a yeah. funny movie because they have, like, two others that are really funny. And then the actual show is really funny. Yeah, um, it's definitely um, hilarious. Will what, you, Will, what are you excited about? Uh, I'm, I think I'm excited mostly for, like, Wonder Woman uh, 1984 or 85. I think, 84, I think yeah. And like Black Widow, and I hadn't even heard of, heard of a new Thor or a new Doctor Strange that are coming out, but those both sound really good. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the superhero movies are gonna be amazing, and I'm also all for like original ideas, like Soul, because Soul is a new movie that's coming yes. out. Yeah, really good. So. I cannot wait for Soul. Soul is gonna be so great. I. I love Pixar, but like the concept alone of just them going that deep 
uh, through I just I trust them. I trust awesome. them with anything. They can do whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be music filled and everything, so it's gonna be great. I think. <laughs> I know that Inside Out and like Soul have the same like director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. such a great movie, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm really excited to go ahead and watch Soul. Yeah, yeah I was just about yeah. to say that Inside Out and Soul were made by the same people and it kind of has it's like a different plot but it kind of has the same animation to it mm-hmm. and i love i love that style of animation though just it's awesome oh and raya or raya raya i think raya and the last dragon i'm pretty sure we, there's not much on that but i'm excited yeah. for that if it, it's like it has some cool i don't know what it's really going to be about obviously probably a last dragon or something but i'm excited for that so that's going to be Really cool. Oh, Ghostbusters! They're making a new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Again. that looks so fun. I really want to see that. Mm-hmm. Another one? I'm yeah. so behind. <laughs> like, I know. I, I was like, wait, they're making a Ghostbusters? A new one? Time, or, uh, no Time to Die. New James Bond. That looks pretty good. I heard of that. Yes. Oh, oh really I heard good. of that. All right. It, this was such a good talk, you guys. We did a really good job. Yeah, I really know. know. <laughs> so, no, so glad we got together. This I know. Fun. Yeah. We found out about so many new movies. No, there was like a lot of movies that we didn't know about. That I didn't know about. I mean, Ethan was really helping me out there. He was like Halloween. I was like, yeah. He was kind of like the master of telling us like all like the yeah, horror all movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like 2020 if or 2021 if like cinemas still won't open, which I'm sure they will, but we could be like second edition or something. Yes, we need a part two. I know. Hopefully our sequel will actually be good. Ha ha. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not funny. I try. Okay. Well, bye bye. Bye everyone. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Ruby and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Amazing Animals. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Matthew Bacall, the CEO of Adam Tickets, Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble, and discussing what we're looking forward to seeing when cinemas open with some of our Kids First film critics. Next, we'll be listening to Zoe's interview with Ashley Alfterhide, who plays Smash in Four Kids and It. Hey everyone, welcome to Zoe the Movies and Kids First. Today I'm talking with the wonderful Ashley Alfterhide. Hi Ashley, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you right now? I'm in the U.S. right now. I'm in Connecticut. Nice. I'm in Florida. Where are you, if you don't mind me asking? No, yeah. Um, I'm in Miami, Florida, so like kind of near the beach. Okay, nice. Nice. The idea of having or kids granting wish is very common in like literature and poems and stuff like Cinderella or Aladdin. So in this new story from Four Kids in It, it's a lot more relatable with like the parents dating and everything. So do you like this kind of upgraded story more than the original book? Well, I like how you combine like a lot of different ideas. Like I feel like in Four Kids in It, there's romance, as you know, there's magic, drama, like it kind of combines all genres into one, which is something that like really drew me into it in the beginning. I've never done like a movie or TV show with magic in it before. So it was very cool to do all the special effects. Like I got to do so many things I never imagined myself doing. I got to do this rock climbing thing. Like I went into a harness and then I got to climb up. You also did the flying scene. Yes. Oh my gosh, the flying. I literally, okay. So I went to set one day and there were these massive green screens and I got to go in this robot arm and it flew me around everywhere, which was insane. And there was a lot of harness work. And I got to do this really cool dance. We went to the 03 and we shot there, but it's meant to be in the 02, which is in London. Never been there. No, I have like these dream vacations. It's always London. Mm-hmm. And it, you know. <laughs> and they actually have those red buses. You know how you always read in books how they have the massive, massive red buses? I didn't even know that that was actually a thing. But then when I got there, I saw so many and I was freaking out. So yeah, it was very cool because I got to do a lot of special effects, which I never expect, expected. I was going to ask you, like, did you use a harness or something for the flying scene? Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. There was, okay, there were two ways that we could fly. One of them was the arm, and then the other one was a harness where they just, like, yank you up on these ropes, and then you fly up, which was nice. And it was surprisingly comfortable, too. Oh, like, yeah. I was, like, it was a little hard, like... but the harness is comfortable. Okay, that's good, because, like, imagine just being suffocated while you're trying to fly. (laughs) And they have, like, fans pointed at you, too, so there's wind in your face, so you don't really get hot. And one of the days, it was raining so much, so we had to, like, take a break from it, so. Did you read the book, the original, the four kids, no, four children in it before actually filming? Well, there was actually a TV show, too. There was a TV show, so this is, like, a remake of the TV show and the book. And Jacqueline Wilson, it was very cool. She actually came to set, and so we got to meet her, and she, like, gave us signed books and everything. And it was really cool. Because I didn't... And she's in the movie, too, so you can see her. In this film, there's a lot of people... There's... Matthew Good. Good, yes. And then there's Russell Brand, and there's... Michael Caine, he did the voice of It. Uh, Michael Caine, he played Sammy. Yeah. Did you get to meet them? Because there's like so many big people in this movie. Well, 
I didn't meet Michael Caine. I did another movie with him in the past. Oh, that's cool. And so I got to meet him there, but he only did the voice in this, so I didn't get to meet him in person. But I met everyone else. I met Matthew, Paula, Russell, everybody. And we did scenes together in it, too, that you probably saw. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Matthew Bockel, the CEO of Adam Tickets, Don Porter from John Lewis Good Trouble, and discussing future film openings. Right now, we're going to continue Zoe's interview with Ashley Alterhide, who plays Smash in Four Kids and It. And you also are in a TV series right now called Emergence. So, like, you're super busy. How is it, like, what do you do in your free time? In my free time? Well, I try to spend as much time with my friends and my family as possible. I, like... I guess you could say I'm an extrovert. Like, sometimes I'm an introvert, but I like getting out there and talking to people and seeing people and, and doing things, I guess, with the people that I love. Yeah, I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. No, it's fine. Um, right, because I also miss a lot of school when I have to do um, shooting and filming and things like that. So then I try to see people as much as possible when I'm not. Well, you're homeschooled, right? Or no, I go to... Um, really? I go to, like, a normal school, Yeah. Um, but now since, you know, it's getting busier, I'm also doing online school. So I'm doing mm -hmm. both online school and a regular brick and mortar school, I guess you could say. So, so how is it filming with the Sandman? Did you guys like use a puppet? Cause in the film, it looks so good. I love the like little ears and everything, yeah. but like, I know it looked really, it looks cute in the film. Um, we, it was kind of like a stuffed animal ish. It was kind of rubbery. It was, I don't even know what the material was. It was, I, I thought it was cute. Um, and it would talk. It had, like, a voice box inside of it. So then it would say it's lying. So it was easier for us to, you know, talk to it, I guess. And so, yeah, it was more like a puppet. It looked kind of different than it did in the movie. So it looked – it was a different color. It was green in real life. What type of book would you think would be really interesting to see on the big screen? Okay, my favorite book, I read it I, probably four or five years ago, and I've not read a book since that I thought was better. It's called Famous Last Words. I don't know if you've read it before. Maybe you have. It's about this girl that moves Maybe. to California, I think. It's like a murder mystery. It's so oh. good, and I really want it to be a movie, but it hasn't become one, so. The landscapes are so pretty. You filmed it in Ireland and mm -hmm. London, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly so Ireland, though. Yeah. How was it filming there? And the shots were so pretty, like with the mansion shots, those were uh -huh. like... Yeah, wow. it was, as I said, like I've never ever been to Ireland before, so it was cool to go to different places. And we went all over Ireland, which is very nice too. And so we spent a lot of time on the beach and different settings. And even after we would shoot or film for the day, we could go swimming in the water. And I remember one day, Billy, who plays Robbie, he... He went swimming, and I was still, like, shooting for the day. And then he came back, and he was like, oh, my gosh, Ashley, there's this sick tunnel. Like, it was a tunnel inside of the water. And so then after shooting, I, you know, put my bathing suit on, and we went swimming. And there was this cool – it was, like, a massive tunnel, and there was water, so you swam into the tunnel. It's kind of hard to explain, but I never, like, swum in a tunnel before, so it was very That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And so the mansion, yeah, the mansion was nice. They did a whole renewal because you know how he wishes to make the mansion really nice. Yeah, and then. And, yeah, and then stuff goes down. <laughs> um, so it was also cool to see the transformation of everything, too. She's brave, but she's also kind of, 
she has an attitude, mm-hmm. but she's she's a nice girl. How does Smash relate to you in your life? Um, how does she relate to me? Well, I mean, we're played by the same person, I guess. So I guess we look the same. But um, I feel like in the beginning, Smash, you see her in the first scene, and she's throwing rocks at a window. And so I guess you could see her as a really tough person, but then throughout the movie, she becomes, I feel like, sweeter and more... Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Oh my gosh, exactly. She's more vulnerable. So I feel like I'm kind of like that. I feel like I'm a vulnerable person. I kind of put myself out there-ish, I would say. And so I I would say that we're similar. I, I don't feel like I'm a very person you know like I don't throw rocks at things but I feel like towards the end we become more similar in this film it you know the wishes go away at sunset mm-hmm. so you don't get your wish for the entire day um and that kind of shows us that everything has consequences so what do you think is like the main message for audiences whenever they see this film Ooh, that's a good question um well could I say Something that isn't related to everything as a consequence? Yeah. Okay, I would say that that family is the center of everything. I feel like the whole movie is centered around, you know, togetherness and family and um, people wanting to be together. Because in the beginning, Smash didn't want to be with, you know, Robbie and, and Roz and the rest of... Um, you know, that family, and then throughout it, she kind of learns to love them and bond with them, even though it wasn't her original, you know, intention of what she wanted to happen, and so I guess just love, you know, you know, the people around you, and don't take things for granted, and yes, I agree that a lot has consequences, but I would say that, you know, family, make sure that you keep them in your heart, and that you love everyone. Yeah, and even the poster, you can see, like, everyone kind of hugging. Yeah, and I would say, like, even us as a cast, just setting the movie aside, we all grew together, and we all love each other a lot. Like, I still talk to the cast now. Even a a few days ago, I would say three days ago, Billy, who plays Robbie, sent me a massive text. It was, like, this long, and he was saying, like, I miss you, and it's so sweet. I really think of them as my family. And so I miss them. You should Zoom with them, like a little reunion. I know. I know. And I want to see them in person, too. But they all live in the UK, so I can never see them. Thank you so much for talking with me, Ashley. I had such a blast. And make sure to check out Four Kids in it on June 30th. Yes. Do it. Woo. Nice talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews on the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, And to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. The show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Cat in the Hat Amazing Animals. I'm Ruby reporting for Kids First from Miami. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.